1: The evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of
2: science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of subtle fire. This week,
0: The Matrix Resurrections.
2: In the year 2021, the Matrix is back.
0: And and you'll and you're maybe hearing this in 2021. As I was just saying, we you're gonna say in the Animatrix and a little off, but in you enter twenty twenty one. It's like a beginning to end thing. So well, as I was
2: saying, the Matrix came back in twenty twenty one.
0: Right. So even if you're in twenty twenty two or twenty forty
2: eight or past the singularity or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well the, sometimes w- I ran for we're doing a film from like nineteen seventies, I'll say nineteen seventy. We didn't record the podcast in nineteen seventy. They're not listening in 1970. That
0: would be a real good, like, kind of like concept one to do if we could time travel back to the 70s and do the podcast there, and then bring <laughs> it back here. <laughs> what would be different about it?
2: I don't know. The audio quality it be shit. <laughs> <laughs> not if you well get one better of those, in a way, yeah. Yeah, you know, so you get one of those big Vietnam era like you know, reel-to-reel <laughs> things to record on. It'd be awesome. <laughs> I did see a good point someone made. I think it was just on Twitter, but it was like, if you're wondering why. No one's going to the cinema, it's because nothing's on film. So films at the cinema look the same as they do on Netflix now.
0: Yeah, I was just actually reading a book. Um, I was telling you know, I was reading about silent Era, a film star, and it, it made a mention of that in the teens, a lot of they didn't have like the projector screens. Mm. It was like like glazed marble or something. So there'd like Damn. be a blue glow around the edges sometimes. I'm like, hey, nice. yeah, okay, that is a way to watch a movie, isn't it? Yep. <laughs>
2: But yeah, there is something missing from not watching things on film. Yeah,
0: so we're trying to stay spoiler-free for a little bit here. Um, I think we said in past episodes our expectations were pretty
2: much nothing. Yeah, I had no idea what to expect, which is why I was excited.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) I guess that's rare these days. Everything gets at least a little bit spoiled. But did anything get
2: spoiled in this for me beforehand? I don't think so. I saw that initial trailer and nothing else. Trailers were fine. Partly that was deliberate. Yeah, yeah, and partly just yeah, they, they seem to have a pretty tight lip to marketing.
0: Yeah, I saw the second one, so the uh, second trailer as well. Oh, okay, and they still didn't you know, kill the unkill the deal. I don't know. <laughs> um, so in vague terms, uh, was your mind shattered or blown or just uh, hmm? I don't know if my mind was blown, but I agreed the fuck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely like the ride. Yeah, I. I it's it's kinda of like uh, when we did Inception, it's like yeah, it like wasn't
2: quite whack enough. I love Inception, but I wanted it to be like more whack. This had some a little more whack than I necessarily expected.
0: Okay. It so whacked
2: me a little bit. Yeah. But mostly it was just like, God yeah, I'm glad someone's saying all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I
0: don't think it's too spoiler spoilery to be like the first part of the film is, is kind of meta or has a this lot film of meta is stuff. ridiculously meta. Hope not not in the, the Facebook sense of the word, just in the No. <laughs> see, we can't use that word. They took that word from us. No, we're Damn taking that. from Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, reflective. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we, we often go see these films together, but schedules do not allow for
2: that. We're recording this at a sub-freezing temple. Um. <laughs> yeah, I've actually seen it twice already yeah. in theaters. <laughs> I dug this film. Uh, if that's a spoiler, I don't care. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, I was uh, saying I saw it, and there were about five people behind me, but no one in front of me, so it felt like I was getting my private screening, you know? I'd say one seat behind where there was a guy would have been, like, the supreme seat, but, you know, one in front of the supreme seats, you know, that's fine,
2: too, so... Yeah. I, I didn't disagree with that one. Well, actually, my first viewing, I booked it for, like, 9.40 in the morning, and I was running a little late, so I got in, like, just as the opening titles were playing, so I just sat myself down in the nearest seat. So I thought it was a pretty crap angle. But then when I watched it again on Monday, I was in, like, the prime seat uh, in the center, you know? I was supreme in like the seat. <laughs> That's the name for that seat. Okay, the <laughs> supreme seat. Yeah. I was the supreme
0: being. <clears throat> that that Also, um, another book I read recently on on the whole Star Wars phenomenon, talking about people in line for the Phantom Menace, like, jockeying for the supreme seat in, like, the first showing at the... Yep. Presido and... San Francisco, so that, that
2: was kind of insane. <laughs> I, I don't doubt it, though. Some of the people that saw it were disappointed, though. I, I can imagine. <laughs> well, so here's the thing I love about this film. Not even deliberately, but just... I've been Googling various things. I've, st- I've seen a few reviews, right? Reviews for this film are super mixed. Oh, they're all over the place. Which is perfect. Yeah. I don't want to love a film when it turns out everyone loves it. That's boring. <laughs> I want to love a film when it turns out everyone else hates it. What's well, a film that... I mean, see, the like we've been doing all month
0: the matrix films do have a lot to say so it needs to say something and yeah. some people aren't going to like that well
2: part of what this film says is you're an idiot for liking this kind of film so. <laughs> 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 um yeah um i don't know do, do we want to get into the the quick uh, recap of this kind of film usually when we do a film that's just released we don't bother doing a plot synopsis because we're assuming you've just been to the theater but Matt says that he wants me to recap the film for him on this one, so I'm gonna try my best. I didn't
0: take a cat nap or anything. I, I didn't, you know. I, when it ended, oh, that's important too. When it ended, I was like, you know, it's a two and a half hour long movie. When it ended, I was like, what? We're finished? Oh yeah, it flew by. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I feel like we, there's more, and I guess the idea is there. Hopefully, should be more. Uh, I don't. I don't think that's Lana Wachowski's idea. But well, I think that's the studio's idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good point. But uh <laughs> like I I certainly was like fourth matrix,
2: I that can cap the whole thing, it's fine with me, you know. Yeah. So uh, uh, it it can it can and it but there's still room for more. Yeah, it's very much the same way the first one ended. Exactly. It's an ending w- but, uh, well there's notable differences, I think. Oh yeah, I'm uh, not saying it's the same ending, but <laughs> it ends with the same like <clears throat> it could be a finality or there's some openness. And then Rage against the machine with,
0: with someone very different singing it. Yeah. Which, that's, I mean, it's fun. I, I'm not a giant
2: rage fan in the first place, to be honest. So. I, do what you want. As we said when we talked about previous, like, there is no better song that could be the theme tune to the Matrix than Wake Up. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, whether you like the type of music or not, it's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> okay,
0: on, on to the recap. For me, not, not for you. Not because I was confused. Oh, I was going to say, no, yeah, No Cat Naps felt the movie was short. So it's, it's not because of that.
2: Bugs finds herself in a computer program within a computer program, which is designed to train an agent to find Neo. The agent, who is a combination of Agent Smith and Morpheus, follows Bug out of his program into the Matrix proper and again into her ship, and they discover that the program is written by none other than Thomas J. Anderson, who now works at a com- game programming company where he created a series of video games based on his real life experiences in the Matrix but which he now believes never really happened to him. He works for a boss who may or may not be Agent Smith, and he's surrounded by little things that remind him of the events of his past, but which he thinks was just a delusion in his head. Bugs and Morpheus attempt to break him out from his depressing existence, where he pines after a Trinity now called Tiffany, who doesn't remember her experiences either. And eventually they manage to bust him out and take him back to Io, the new equivalent of Zion where he meets a very, very old Niobe because he's been trapped in the Matrix for 60 years. Neo decides he has to go back for Trinity and they bust their way back in and meet the analyst who's taken over the architect's role and is using a sort of combination of despair and fear to make people not care about being free anymore. I wonder if that's saying something deliberately. Neo manages to meet up with Trinity one last time and though she almost doesn't do it, she realizes the truth. They reconnect and discover that it is not the one, but together they are the two. So this time, the female is the one with the, uh, the powers. I wonder if that's saying something deliberately. <laughs> I definitely missed out loads of stuff. was much too complicated and bizarre a film for you to put me on the fucking spot to do a synopsis. <laughs> well if it helps, um, <laughs> here's something I didn't
0: catch was the beginning. I, I actually thought the events were just happening again in the Matrix.
2: <laughs> no. I didn't catch the training program aspect. No, he'd created a modal in the Matrix <coughs> game. Right. To train to try and create a new Morpheus to set him free in the Matrix.
0: Yeah. No, now that you say it, I'm like, oh, yeah, because they're going in those weird back doors and ending up in the apartment and stuff.
2: Oh, okay. Also, they repeatedly say this out loud. (laughs) Yeah. I was excited to see a new Matrix movie. It's like watching stuff happen. Like, also, Matt just doesn't have the gamer cred. Yeah, you were
0: saying on the way up, like, I obviously am missing some of the, you know, I I pick up on the agnostic points, man, but you pick up on the gamer points, which this one certainly pushes into.
2: We'd heard rumors that they were going (laughs) to do a version where within the film, the Matrix movies happened. But that's not quite true. They do it so that the Matrix was a game trilogy, which makes sense because it means that there can be programs in it, right? Yeah. Which they couldn't do with a film. Uh, But also, I like to imagine that this is a universe where Enter the Matrix, Matrix Path of Neo, and The Matrix Online came out, but none of the films existed. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's the version I want to believe. (laughs) Yeah,
0: but then his experiences don't quite pan out right. Well, it just means that he experienced the version where he fights the giant Agent Smith. Yeah. Oh, you just want the giant Agent Smith. <laughs> I guess we should talk about who's in this and who's
2: not in this, um, well, and who's kind of in this. In terms of actual returning actors just playing their actual roles, I, mean, I guess Niobe's in there, but like all make up. The Merovingian. The Merovingian is it, but the main two, it's just, in fact, the only two from the first film are Neo and Trinity. Yeah which I think they're the only two who matter, right? We said only characters. We do have, quote, unquote, Morpheus and Smith. Right, right, right. But the only two actual returning actors playing the exact same characters (coughs) they did because the film is primarily about connecting with Trinity. Yeah. That's what the original film was mostly about. And yeah, I think they're reinforcing that deliberately because they could have found a way to bring Lawrence Fishburne back through some bullshit, right? That one didn't bug me as much. No, none of them bugged I, me. Yeah, uh, uh, sorry, I would have I'll, liked to have you, you seen told Hugo me I'm, Weaving the man right? in the
0: chair. So, <laughs> okay, that's what I was about to get to, right?
2: Okay. Uh, oh God, uh, Yahya Abu Matin the second. Mm. So, it, in I'd seen you know, he's playing the new Morpheus character. Right. I'd seen him in trailers, and it seemed like oh, I don't know about that guy. He looks like he's trying too hard to be Morpheus. Oh, right. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. It worked perfectly in, in the this. film. I, I
0: didn't really, like, I was actually perfectly fine to see, because he's, like, we said, Morpheus has been reborn, like, half agent, right? Yeah. yeah and that's kind of a cool question. Really yeah, you yeah. couldn't, and Lawrence Fishburne wouldn't have
2: been the right actor for that, so. No, no, I'm glad they didn't use Lawrence Fishburne for yeah. that exact role. But I'm saying if they really cared about bringing them all back, they could have done. Yes. But they just kept the two they needed to Yeah. for the metaphor to work.
0: And you see Fishburne, Keanu, and, and John Wick, chapter two, right? So. Yep. And Fishburne's statue is in this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Hugo Weaving, I believe it was, it, he was actually invited and mm. had a scheduling conflict or something, you know, but
2: uh, or just didn't want to do it. Uh, um, so Jonathan Groff is the new He's guy. obvious. No, no one is Hugo Weaving. Yeah. But he once I'm watching the film, I felt like that was Smith I was watching. I did. It was, it was like the uh, fake Smith in, in the uh, I feel like the fake Smith in the <clears throat> sequels, like Revolutions and Reloaded, Relo- Relo- he tried too hard to do Hugo weaving. Mm. This guy didn't. This guy just played the character. Yes. Which I think was the right choice. But it, how cool. I
0: mean, see Morpheus, I'm like, oh, I like the new dude. But yeah, I would have liked to see Smith just show it, like a weaving show. Of course, up as the I'd boss. love that, to see weaving,
2: right? That would be so fantastic. Um, but then, then I guess, <clears throat> you know, you'd have known where it was going from the first scene he was in that way, I guess. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but
0: that would have been
2: fine. Yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> I mean we see Trinity, right? So But over I really like the way they depict Neo and Smith in this film because there's always been this weird thing where like obviously they're arch nemesis and they hate each other. But they also do kinda like each other. They work well together. They have <laughs> yeah. a whole computer game company together. <laughs> but like even when you watch like Reloaded and Revolutions, the scenes where they meet, there's like this weird little camaraderie between them before they try desperately to kill each other. <laughs> and I really like that they just evolved that part of it. Um, Bugs is Jessica Henwick who turned down
0: the role of the Marvel movie that I still can't remember the name of shang thank you she was offered that she chose this instead I haven't seen that but the fact that I haven't seen that
2: makes me think this was a good choice yes but (laughs) she would have done better kung fu in that we'll get to that later
1: okay yeah so she
2: has done a bunch of stuff and I think I probably have I think I have seen her in a few things but I mean this is definitely going to be the role that she's defined as for me now yeah yeah um, <clears throat> so the point of her character is she represents, like, all the young people who are inspired by the Matrix, right? Right. Which, again, this film says very explicitly to the camera, that's the case.
0: I actually really... I wish that that... She was fine. I was just like, I wish they'd actually gotten a trans actress I really
2: for that wish role. they'd gotten a trans actress. <laughs> if not her, then the other one on her crew. Yeah, I yeah. was wondering, and it doesn't, I don't think either of them are. Yeah, so... Um, so, yeah... The studio system is still not ready to play ball with Lana Witkowski. Or this, she chose not to, I don't know. This does have a trans actor somewhere. Does it? Am I just wrong? I felt like it should have done, but I couldn't identify one. Okay, yeah. Having uh, a scrolly-poo. Okay, that's surprising. Mm. I, I
0: See, I went into the film like, ex- like when I first saw Bugs, I actually, I oh, is, is oh, well, no, I like,
2: guess not. And then yeah, as far as checked. I'm aware, none of the actors are trans. <laughs> okay. Um, I could be wrong, I hope I'm <clears throat> wrong, but I don't think I am. We do have MPH, of course. So, he's obviously playing the new version of The Architect, right? right. And he's playing that role well, he, but he's just doing Neil Patrick Harris stuff. And admittedly, when you turn Neil Patrick Harris up to 11 like that, you do want to kick his jaw off. <laughs> so I guess he is a good villain. But, you know, this is the series that gave you Agent fucking Smith, and now you've got Neil Patrick Harris. He yeah. doesn't compare.
0: Yeah, that was... I guess in this film, like, yes. In the end, Smith is like, I'm doing you this a favor. Yeah. Because I feel like it, which is definitely weird.
2: <laughs> well, it's just because he fucking hates Neil Patrick Harris as well.
0: Right. Yeah, I guess, you know, you put uh, Keanu and, and NPH 11 in a room, you're going to kick one of their asses yeah, yeah, yeah. more than the other. And in, also, in it's I think...
2: I think part of the point was this version of The Matrix can't exist without Neo and Trinity. Mm. And smith likes the gig he's got in this version of the matrix so right <laughs> yeah
0: i guess we'll get into that a little later as well because it's not quite a that's more of the deeper concept thing um yep.
2: sati returns as a different actress yep uh, christina Ricci was a pretty minor role but um i loved her in speed racer so i'm glad to see she's still working with
0: yeah, because <laughs> I, I saw her name on the credits, like, before the movie, Before I saw the
2: movie. Yeah. I watched the movie, and then I looked back. I was like, oh, wait, she was in that, huh? Like, she just, like, a another member of the crew. She wasn't a major role.
0: Yeah, that's too bad. I, yeah, okay. I guess she doesn't have a big career anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's a bunch of stuff on the cutting room floor. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, there's just a lot of movies of hers I like, so it's yeah. slightly disappointing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, I, I'm, I'm the I guy. I think we've hit most of the yeah, major Can I have a little peek? Yeah, sure. Is there anyone I wanted to talk about? I mean, what can we say about Keanu and Carrie that we haven't already? Mm. They're both just absolutely smashing it still.
0: Um, okay, I guess we should talk about who has, um, if Keanu's hair is better, old school or new school.
2: The problem with his new school hair is, to mm. me, that's John Wick's hair. It is John Wick. I was thinking I'm hair, watching right. John Wick, yeah. Um, so yeah, weirdly, the, the bit where he most was like, oh, now I feel like I'm watching Neo, it was when we saw him out of the Matrix. Oh, right. When he's right. in his little woolly top and he him, shaved made head. Made yeah, yeah. him
0: actually get a haircut for that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't, be in the, can't get outside the Matrix again unless you get a haircut, man. I guess maybe he just can't grow the, um, <laughs> the Neo hair anymore. Yeah, yeah. He just wanted to look awesome in the, uh, in the Matrix, so. I mean, I don't know. Who, who looks more awesome, Neo or John
2: Wick? Oh, like, peak Neo is, you know, the ultimate, right? Right. <laughs> um, while you're checking that, uh, carrie Ann Moss's credits uh, in the in-between times. Um, she was in a bunch of the Netflix Marvel stuff.
0: Oh, uh, okay. I didn't see so much of the Netflix Marvel
2: stuff. Yeah, she had a big role in Jessica Jones and then came back in a few of the others. Uh, see, I just watched Daredevil and then kind of forgot about the whole thing. Apparently she's in Mass Effect. I didn't know that. Oh. Uh, but yeah, she didn't do anywhere near as much stuff as Keanu obviously yeah well we made a point when we were talking about the first Matrix that she was a little older than Hollywood often casts its women right well she's even older here and it doesn't as, matter no but <laughs> for everyone who's not as cool as Lana Wachowski yeah. it did matter so okay. she just wasn't getting roles uh,
0: as, as you said we'll get to a little later she <laughs> also
2: she was pregnant during Reloaded and Revolution
0: yeah so yeah. she
2: might have just chosen not to do <clears throat> films for a while after that true yeah um, I mean, it's not like she needed the money.
0: I, I'm pretty sure we did not get a Trini high kick in this movie, if I remember. We didn't
2: get a high kick. We did get a scorpion kick,
0: though. Yeah, that's fine. But the high kick is the, the real ass kicker, right? Yeah. like. So. No, but the
2: scorpion kick was one where they invented a new kick for her, which is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if we're talking kicks. Should we get into this film's big problem? Uh, is, is that actors?
0: Oh no. Okay, you want finished actors? Okay, then then we're doing a new segment.
2: Ain't that a kick in the head? This film, I don't believe, had an Asian fight director. <laughs> That's a little harder to find credits. I guess I'll have a look I quick. looked through, like, stunts and everything. I couldn't... But I feel like if you look at the credits for The Matrix, you're going to have fight coordinator, whoever that famous Hong Kong guy was, whose name I've forgotten. Right. <clears throat> Whereas, yeah, I couldn't see any listing for, like, they got some cool Kung Fu guy in for this film.
0: Yeah. Like, I... Um, I Come on, name a battle in this, a fight in this movie. Can you do it?
2: <laughs> um, Smith and Neo's fight in the toilets was pretty good. Yeah, uh, okay. Uh, but it's, it's not like,
0: it's not like we're, I don't think we're going to be talking about, like, the toilet fight. Like <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> Dude, the toilet
2: fight. Like, the opening chase was, eh. Is that throwing poo? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, th- this doesn't have, like, oh, that showdown. Oh, the burly brawl. Oh, the stairwell fight. Oh, the car chase.
0: Maybe that's why I was like, what, the movie just Because I didn't It see didn't that. have like the big action peak. But like you said,
2: this movie maybe doesn't want you to have the big action. So yeah, there's so the first act of this film is Neo is in the Matrix, doesn't know he's Neo, is um or at least doesn't consciously know he's Neo, subconsciously he knows. Um and he's working for this film this game company, he said Prior, we were told that he would never make a sequel to The Matrix, and Smith's character just says, "Warner Brothers has told us we're making a fourth Matrix." <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> Warner Brothers in the
1: yep. yeah, and
2: then yeah, Neo does not want to fuck it. Like this whole segment is just Lana Wachowski turning to the camera and saying, "Fuck you for making me make this film."
0: <laughs> I did love that. That was great because um, you know, Sister clearly did not want to. Well, do but that.
2: she she does. Obviously, at that point, it's, like, it kind of played for laughs, but it does tie into one of the major, like, deliberate points of this film, which is that The Matrix was created as a trans allegory to help marginalise people, and it's been co-opted and weaponized against them, which is what they say The Matrix has done with Neo's experiences. Like, they actually say, there's a line which is, like, they took this story, which was very personal to people like me, and they turned it into another thing of control. So, like, that's one of the big meanings of this film. But anyway, I'm getting off topic. Okay. The, the um, bit where they are talking about what they're going to do for the fourth one, one of the guys is like, no, I don't care about all the, the mind stuff. The Matrix is just about action. Bang, 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 bullet time. And you're meant to think, oh, this guy's an idiot. That's not what the Matrix is about at all.
0: Okay, I'm scanning stuff while half listening to you. Mm. It seems that two of the stunt guys from John Wick ended up being like the co- stunt choreo- uh, choreo-
2: uh, choreographers for this one. Okay, it's a little bit John Wick. I feel like John Wick does it a bit better than this. Well, they were the, they,
0: they were not the stunt coordinator yeah. for John Wick. They were stunt men on John Wick who did those stunts right. and then thought they could yeah. know, tell Anna
2: yeah. no, how. the original too. Matrix, what was great is it it. <clears throat> the camera stayed still and let you watch great choreography. Mm. Whereas most modern action films, they try and hide their shitty choreography <laughs> with quick cuts and shaky cam and zooming in and all that stuff. And this did a lot more of that. And Keanu and Carrie are awesome, but they probably they can't, probably can't handle move this like stuff. they did twenty years. ago. I mean, they both didn't. They both didn't like break like major bones during Dude, the first one. You haven't watched John Wick. <laughs> Keanu Reeves doesn't age. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in this film, his character is supposed to have lost his mojo a little bit. So, yeah, that's kind of deliberate. Right. Um, but, yeah, it just means, as an action film, this is n- nowhere near the original and doesn't even compare to the sequels. <laughs> well, but I think the film is telling you, yeah, it's not a, we're not here to fucking entertain you with action. We're here to actually make you think. <laughs> so it's almost, I'm willing to say that I think it's deliberate, that it doesn't chase... An action high.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I just, um, when I was searching for the, the stunt coordinators, fight coordinators, whatever they are, I, I, it, when I was typing in the title, it gave me the CNN review, which is like, not quite a red
2: pill, more like a sleeping pill. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because, but right. I guess, yeah, the action's not as good. Let's move on. Okay. Um, uh, how about the visual effects?
0: Basically all fine. Yeah. Do they look, this, are, is it the same?
2: Weirdly, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was my thought. I was like... this one's It makes more... me
2: think the old ones were really good. Yeah, this this one has a deeper blue, I think. Mm. But, like, um, it shows shots of... effect shots from the old films. And they looked fine. So I don't know if they were touched up. Or if just those films have aged really well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears> oh, <throat> well, Also, they're often being shown on, like, you know, whirly screens and stuff. So but like... remember that, um, like... Lana Wachowski was one of the two people who made Speed Racer. Yeah. Which, like, reinvented cinema, but it just took ten years for cinema to catch up. <laughs> so this is a film which is made in the digital age where you can be, like, real deliberate with colours and shit.
0: So this is just a kick-back-and-enjoy-it film.
2: No, I'm saying the reason there's really deep blues I mean, effects, meaningful reds and stuff yeah. is because, like that's how films are made now, and they can do that shit much more than they could in the first film.
0: True, yeah, because there's more, like, faded
2: color because it's easier to do the effect if it's a little... Well, yeah, and trip. also in the old one, it's just they had to actually have that shit on set. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas now nothing's on set in films. Everything's in post. <laughs> yeah, especially this, this one apparently.
0: <clears throat> did you hear about the uh, filming schedule of this one? No, I don't know. Anything did, behind the scenes. They did a month of filming before COVID hit. Okay. And th- I really appreciate the next idea. Lana had the idea that maybe I'll deliberately leave this unfinished.
2: (laughs) Which is kind of awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, because she clearly was, like, making this film under duress, so that would have been a great (laughs) get-out. But And then there'd be this, like, half of a Matrix film. (laughs) Imagine all the fucking Snyder cut cunts having to go give us the Wachowski cut. (laughs) I guess that's why she had to go finish it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Also, yeah, I mean, finish what you started, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So, um, was there, oh, robots on the uh, on the ships. That's, I that's love all fun. that. You you know, I, my number one dream in life is to be friends with a robot. So <laughs> right, so. Was sentience, Matt. sentience. I cannot work out the name of the new ship. I um, mean, it took me forever to
0: get Nebuchadnezzar. Nima sign. One more time. Nima What's that mean? I don't know. But you got to memorize. That's cool. I see. I didn't. I couldn't remember Nebuchadnezzar until I, also might not till have I that
2: right. knew what it what it meant. Mm. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I was 11 years old and watched The Matrix 30 times in a month when it first came out, so I remember Nebuchadnezzar pretty quickly. Yeah, but you may or may not have
0: gotten the other ship name correct in like uh, yeah. <laughs> two viewings just now, so that's impressive. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so as a sci fi sequel, I think this is great. Oh, yeah, the ideas are definitely like. I mean, but I, I think Revolutions was always supposed to cap the whole thing, clearly, right? Mm. I mean, that, but.
2: Yeah, so like the whole, like. <clears throat> they are forcing us to make a sequel and the sequel is about how it took the original films and fucked them (laughs) that that is. So I'm not going to sit here and try and tell you what the trans metaphor is in this, but I feel like what it's going for is like the culture war stuff. Mm. So it's not necessarily a continuation of Neo's trans journey. It's about how the matrix as this metaphor has played out beyond itself. Sort of like you've already made the change and you're happy with yourself and you're still getting flack? Well, that's what Reloaded is about. Yeah, okay. No, this is about, like, The Matrix exists. It was this great trans metaphor. It was meaningful for a lot of people. Then Warner Brothers fucked it. (laughs) And now we live in a world where everything is bread and circuses. We're not meant to think about anything. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And, like... All of our victories are fucking bullshit that doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like, oh, we got rid of this syrup bottle that was racist. We're still, like, you know, rounding up Mexican children and putting them in camps. But, oh, we've we made the bad man stop saying the mean things on TV. So you don't have to worry about the things we're doing. <laughs> like,
0: <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I, I was just listening to um, one of the first First Nation people just, like, you know, laughing about, like, old cowboy movies and you know making jokes of his own from that you know as opposed to getting pissed at them
2: (laughs) right because (laughs) yeah like all these things which the conservative mouthpieces say we care about we don't (laughs) (laughs) they care about them yeah (laughs) and they keep us arguing about that so that we're not arguing about things that matter like every time there's some fucking headline about like oh we've removed such and such a character from pokemon because he's racist how ridiculous these bloody liberal lefties no liberal lefty gives a fuck. <laughs> Anyone who's actually remotely left is like, oh, maybe we should stop bombing brown children.
0: <laughs> um, I come from the hometown of the Atlanta Braves where they do the, uh, the chop. Yeah. So, and chant while they do it. Mm-hmm. And they did that two months ago. Yeah. At the World, and Trump was there doing it.
2: <laughs> but, like, right, so that's the whole point, though, right? We replaced Trump with Biden. So, like, oh, now we've got a guy on TV who's respectable. Biden hasn't fucking stopped any of Trump's policies. Oh, God, no. Biden hasn't changed shit. <laughs> that's what this film is saying. It's saying, like, you shouldn't care about culture war bullshit like Matrix movies. <laughs> you should care about the real fucking world you live yeah. in.
0: But that's where, I'm. you know, even though Lana probably kind of didn't want to make this, at least, like, took charge, because anyone else
2: making it would have been, like. Oh, it was like, like we cool. said, neither of us gave a shit about this film until we found out she was making it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's important um, <clears throat> I had one oh before we get into the real you know deeper I, we just got into a deeper concept a little bit but I did want to just float out the aging thing is really weird it's, they say it's been
2: 60 years 60 yeah. years so when you're plugged into the matrix you don't age no when the machines are ripping you apart and rebuilding you over and over you don't age oh over did and over did you catch that scene I, I, I caught every time that. they reset what he's going through I think they were rebuilding his body
0: Oh, see, I thought that, okay, there's another one. I was like, they rebuild him once and then put him back no, in. No, there's been these... multiple loops. Okay, okay. Because,
2: yeah, she saw him try and jump off the roof when he was a different Neo. Yeah. Um, I think he basically, it worked. He flew away. Right. So they fucking ripped him apart and restarted. Oh, okay. And we don't know how many loops there have been. Of that.
0: No, because, I mean, they, those scenes certainly stick in your head. I, yeah, I didn't quite catch this. Yeah, I think every, the point
2: was, yeah, he, every time he escaped on his own, the analyst could just reboot. Right. So he had to create Morpheus to free him. <laughs> so yeah, there had been multiple loops, and he, i think he'd been <coughs> resurrected each time. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, his consciousness just exists in the matrix. Yeah, yeah. the body is just a vessel.
0: Right. I, mean, I, I, just, I saw it once. You saw it twice. You're like twice ahead of me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm just a really smart guy. <laughs> You get to talk about pills, then. Yeah, right at the start of the film, they make fun of the idea of the red pill and blue pill as a binary. <laughs> yeah. Like, right off the bat, they're just like, yeah, fuck, forget about that shit. There's no choice, you the red pill? <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> um, but like, this film is pretty black-pilled. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just thinking
0: of his prescription blue pills from the, yep, yep, from yep. the analyst the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that certainly sticks
2: out, so. <laughs> big, I don't know, are the blue pills fun? Pills and thrills and belly aches? So the one area where I wonder if this film is problematic is the fact that they did make his therapist the villain and that the message is stop taking your pills from your therapist. (laughs) Which I I know there are a lot of cases where that probably is good advice. But I don't think it's blanket good advice for everyone. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I, I was, you know, I was hearing about how the whole, the whole industry is like a little bit weird because there's so many tiers, right? There's, Like, um, there's a, I forget what the specific definitions are, but there's a way where you kind of go through, like, the more, like, sort of left-brain, like, um, you know, analytical psychology, and and you come out with your PhD, and you can prescribe medicine, and there's a more, not not, not holistic, but something you're more likely to do at a city college, and it's not saying that's wrong, but it's it's not the normal (laughs) one, but you still end up with, um...
2: Well, I don't know about the states, Like, it's
0: called, like, a PsyD, but you can still prescribe
2: drugs in the UK therapist is not a controlled term by which I mean you could just say I am a therapist and start working as a therapist and you could just do that
0: that's what, that's what uh, Lucy, Lucy did in Peanuts was it yeah
2: probably but yeah it's not like uh, you need a, it's not like being a doctor where you need to be like <clears throat> have to have a doctor to call yourself a doctor yeah. you could just fucking rent an office say I'm a therapist Put don't, an advert in the paper and work as a people, therapist. Yeah, people do that. Um, so, but I yeah. think that's
0: true in the States, too. I, I guess it's um, psychologist, psychiatrist, where the, yeah. the, the more the line is... Well, no, the
2: psychologist States. is just they study minds. Mm. Psychiatrist treats minds. Yeah. They're completely different things. Right. But, yeah, it is... I don't think this is meant to be taken too literally. No. The blue I, pills just represent the same thing they did in the first film. Yeah. Um, but the, just the
0: idea of, like, but there, there think, is no choice in the end, even with Neo choosing blue pill at first. But well, the um,
2: point of, yeah, she, um, like Tilly said a lot in her blogs and I think on her podcast, like, you don't choose to be trans.
1: <laughs> there is you no choice. You are trans. You were trans you take, all along. Right? You
2: take the pill. You choose whether to go through, to, like, transition and when to do you deal do? with that. But like you're just you're born trans or not?
0: <clears throat> because if you keep turning it down, you're eventually going to turn into a
1: merphid.
2: Yeah. Well, we see what happens to him in this one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was my favorite thing in this movie, to be honest. Where He's just, just a raving ranting, lunatic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like with a homo beard and stuff. Just Complaining about how modern people text instead of talking and stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, yeah, uh, <clears throat> like it always seems weird that's one of the guys they brought back. I'm like.
2: <laughs> That was great. Yep, I enjoyed that scene. I, I, th- I think it's just because he's fucking great fun and Lana thought he was fun too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there really is no point to him being there. Well, they just needed Smith to have some cronies, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was just for funsies, but it was great. <laughs> so yeah, I guess the idea is everything that's changed about society since the first Matrix is just us being even more controlled than we were then.
0: Mm. Which is true. Well, we got our our own machines. Uh, we've been looking up data on the machines while doing this podcast, right? Well, and
2: yeah, like the way, like modern social media and just online existence, fucking funnels your thoughts, <laughs> is real scary. So, oh yeah,
0: because you know, um, again, the original Matrix, nineteen ninety nine. Man, I didn't have a cell phone. Um, yeah, you had. If I like, wanted to get on the internet, I had to go into my bedroom.
2: When they talk about you, well, that's it. In the original Matrix, um, being online was how you escaped the control. The control was mainstream media, CNN. Now, going online is how you get even more controlled, But it's just it's big tech doing it instead of your government doing it.
0: Yeah. So did you like how they um, manage the,
2: um, we don't have phones all over the place anymore? They use the mirrors instead? Yeah. Well, because they, they, they used the mirror to get them out the first time, <clears throat> in the first film. Right. So yeah, it makes, it makes sense, yeah. They didn't make too much of it. Th- I think Tilly was expecting them to make more of a thing of it. Feels a little Lewis Carroll, you know? Yeah, which again, not an accident. <laughs> White Rabbit was there in the first film. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the whole song's
0: in this one. Yeah. Edited strangely, I'll mention.
2: Yeah, I liked, um, I really liked that first trailer with that song. So I was really glad it was also a montage in this film.
0: Yeah, I was happy to hear it. I was just uh, knowing the song quite well. I was like, ah. Oh, oh.
2: The post credit scene.
0: Oh, yeah, I, I, I had to catch my train. I, I waited through several minutes at Crest, so I was like, I'm going to miss my train, so I
2: said... Yeah, so it's just a little gag. It's not like a Marvel bloody reveal or whatever. Right. It goes back to the guys brainstorming Matrix 4, mm-hmm. and they're just like, you know what? Movies are dead. Games are dead. Narrative is dead. Media is just emotional responses. And they're like, what are you guys talking about? Series of cat videos that we call the Catrix. LAUGHTER
0: but that would be a YouTube thing, not a cinema thing.
2: That, that's just what The Matrix 4 is going to be, apparently, in that universe.
0: <laughs> you watch it on YouTube. Hey, well, hey, you watch. I guess people are watching this one on HBO Plus, Max, whatever they call mm. it. So I, I guess it came out with two days ago as we're recording this. Um, oh, in the West? Yeah. yeah. Have,
2: have you heard anything about the uh, success or not? No, but I don't look at these things. No, I'm just curious if it's how, <laughs> how it's... How no, but it I've t- actively been not doing that. Okay. Well, Apparently Spider-Man set like a new weekend opening thing. Yeah, that, like, that lit it on fire. But that's also the reason I'm not going online for the next two months. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see a single frame of Spider-Man. Two months? It. No, like three weeks. Okay. <laughs> just <laughs> feels yeah. like two months for you. It feels like two years.
0: <laughs> so we, we don't send us mes- messages about Spider-Man. If we, you we do, don't... I will come to your house and kill you. <laughs> that is a threat. <laughs> <laughs> that is a direct threat. <laughs> um other other okay gaming thing. What what am I missing here?
2: Um so yeah, there had to be a game because they had to have a program. Right. Which, like Neil was a programmer in the first one, right? Yeah. Um but yeah, so when this film came out, like nerd culture was still pretty it's a myth that games are always for boys, right? It's always been pretty 50-50 gender-wise. But you were, it was more true that gamers were loners in their basement, whatever. Now gaming is everywhere.
0: Yeah, you play your so, Pokemon right on out in the open.
2: Those kind of people <clears throat> who were neo represented in the first film uh, have become real fuckers. <laughs> because they're trying to gatekeep their hobby because they liked it back when it was just them, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Um, like there's a reference in this film to swatting. Do you know what that is? No. It's where you find someone on the internet you don't like find their address and make a false report to the police. So the SWAT stormed their house. Well, that's rude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is what they thought was happening when the agents showed up. Uh, in this. Right. Okay. So yeah, like, um, but that, those people, the like, this antisocial, we don't want women in our spaces. gamer people were deliberately shepherded into being the alt-right. <laughs> it's a documented thing that happened. It was very deliberately done. Um, and those are the people who now use the red pill incorrectly. Okay, so they are the enemies of the Chomskys. Like, so there's a reason that the bad guys in this film are fucking gamers because gamers are the worst.
0: <laughs> well, well, Smith, I guess uh, again the, the, now now you're getting back to your should it
2: have been a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, yeah, gamers and therapists. Well, but um, I guess you got to go back to the trans angle, and there is a problem in like mental health and just health services generally that won't just accept that someone says they're trans and give them the help they need. So maybe there is a big problem where therapists are keeping people like Neo from seeing their true selves and possibly leading them to suicide. Yeah. So maybe for me and you like, Oh, you know, don't trust your therapist is a bad message. Maybe if you're a trans person, that is actually a legit message.
0: Yeah, I guess we like, so, yes, sour,
2: source your therapist would be a good, a, le- a better... You know, <laughs> back when we did the first Matrix, we just didn't know this shit. At least now we know we don't know this shit. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just thinking there must be like, uh, well, you, maybe in urban centers, there's probably people like specialized in that sort of thing, but uh, well,
2: yeah. You, it's just...
0: If you're in Podump,
2: Missouri, you might be like a little SOL, so... <laughs> yeah, but yeah, a therapist, anyone who claims to be a therapist should know about that shit. Yeah. But they don't. It's the problem, I think. No, you can now. So, yeah, that might be why a therapist is the villain in this.
0: <laughs> maybe they should have had him, like, just doing some abstract, bizarro, like, brand therapy. Eh,
2: maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. They, they had to create this whole villain character around it, so. Right, right. Um, the other line for the gamer side of it is, you know his shitty handler, Jude? The chubby guy who hangs around by Neo, and oh, right, it right, turns right. out he's just the agent who's meant to be keeping on him. Yeah. He's a bit where he's talking about, like, oh, yeah, I loved all the stuff in your game about, like, oh, do we have free real? Just in the context of the game, of course, (laughs) which is how these people operate. It's like they'll get super into, like, some interesting metaphor choice. But, like, no, but that's just a game. You know, don't bring politics into it. (laughs) It it is politics, you stupid (laughs) cunt. It's there. It's being said. (laughs) Yeah, but, yeah, that's the kind of silencing that I think Lana is trying to fight back against through this entire film. (laughs) One aspect of the Matrix films which I don't think we talked about much in our previous podcasts is the whole free will versus determinism aspect like there is a lot of destiny in these films and i liked that this one came down on exactly where i land on that issue which is it doesn't fucking matter <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah maybe it is a predetermined but you still have to do it you have the experience
1: yeah
0: like i, I do wonder if you, if you if we had the abilities to like go back in time into our own consciousness but you couldn't change anything you just like you know like you want to go see what that day was like you
2: know yeah relive it with context right yeah, but you, you couldn't, you know, of course you can't change anything. So. But, like, yeah, I don't necessarily believe free will exists, but I still think you have to live your life as though it does. Mm. You can't just everything anyone does be like, oh, well, it's predetermined. Yeah, you know, he murdered 16 children, but pff, this is it's his genes and his upbringing. So, <coughs> well, here,
0: here's a gamer concept for that. Mostly, you know, uh, it could be a metaphysical simulation, a computer one, whatever. Mostly things are in a set path. Mm. But there's those choice moments to choose your own adventure moments that, you know, when you have to, you've got four options, right? Yeah. So in, in the video game, is that, I mean, is that free will? In the video game. In,
2: in, just in the game, man. <laughs> no, it's not because they're being controlled by the human outside the game. <laughs> right. But there are four options. You've got four options to choose. Yeah, but you yourself are still choosing them and you are always going to choose the one you chose. Okay. But yeah, that's it. Like, okay, so if you have a choice. Um, what is making that choice? Is it all of your predetermined, everything that led to you getting to this point? Your genes, your memories, the things that shaped you? Because if it's not that, then what is it? Just randomness? Well, you can always flip a coin when you need to make a decision. So random, yeah. <laughs> so right, so determinism and randomness. I don't understand what people mean when they say there's a third thing called free will. <laughs> what is it?
0: Have you heard of the um, Randonauts app? <laughs> no. It's on my phone, actually. Um, what it does is you set like we're sitting here. I can set it for like five kilometers or ten. Bringing up the yeah, it's still there. Random nautica, excuse me. It's random nautica. Um, and it just
2: chooses a random place for you to walk to.
0: Yeah, it uses a random number generator and finds a place on the map within five or ten kilometers, and you go there. Okay. So I mean, I basically do that in but, another
2: form. No, I know, but the I'm point. Playing is, Pokemon Go. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Kind of. I'm like, oh, there's a Pokemon over there. Oh, I haven't been there before. I'll go look over there.
0: Yeah. But over this is like a journey, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's uh, but the whole point of the the whole point of the app is to, you know, take your viewpoint and try and break that. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> this random number generator is telling you somewhere you definitely would not have gone otherwise. Mm-hmm. So Of course yeah. you're using the app, so
2: But that's it. You can still you can only give me two options. Is it randomness <laughs> or is it predeterminism? Mm. The concept of free will It's not a thing. It's a comfortable lie. But I don't know what it's supposed to represent other than one of those two things.
0: (laughs) Well, what's what's, uh, I guess I'm going to go randomness in the end, but that makes sense for me. (laughs) Yeah, you're pretty random. (laughs) Well, yeah, we're both pretty random, you know. Ending up in the spots, sitting up on a, at a, a frigid temple at midnight in the mountains of Japan is, is kind of weird for an Englishman and American to be doing. So Yeah, true. It's a little <laughs> random nod in, a, in life form, but or is it? I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's the point, I guess. Well,
2: but yeah, But then you've also said multiple times that, like, you feel like you were pulled here. Right. So I mean, it wasn't random. Maybe this was your destiny all along.
0: Yeah, true, true. But could I have chosen to ignore it? I, I did move back to the States for a while, which turned out to be a bad decision, I think. But uh yeah. Well
2: it was your destiny to go there to reinforce this decision. Yeah, yeah.
0: There we go. <laughs> um <clears throat> That can actually go in loop for the next five hours, I suppose.
2: So yeah. <laughs> let's let's see. I again, guess again is what this was happening in this film. <laughs> just see trap what, him in the loop. See yeah. <laughs>
0: get me in a loop just like saying the same like going on a 20 minute monologue and then repeating the 20 minute monologue with slightly different words that's how I podcast isn't it
2: (laughs) but why male models
0: (laughs) improvised line of course yep (laughs) Um, so where does this sit on the, the matrix spectrum
2: for you for me this one landed better than either of the other sequels okay what I said about the first film was that the reason that film is so great is that on every different layer, it hits what it meant to hit. Right. The action was great. The sci-fi was great. Metaphysics was great. And the allegory was great. Mm-hmm. This one, maybe it doesn't quite have the action, but it also doesn't shoot for the action. It yeah. goes for a different kind of emotional beats. And, you know, at the end, I was edge of my seat hoping he would, his hand would reach Trinity's hand, you know? Mm. It all landed. <laughs> um, then the sci-fi level, yeah, this film was great. Great robot shit, great fucking body horror shit, (laughs) you know, really good sci-fi shit. Metaphysics, yeah, it gets into a bunch of stuff about, you know, what is life, what is death, what is free will, all of that stuff. And then the allegory, I don't know if there's some trans element I'm missing, but what it says about the allegory is, it's not about the trans experience, it's about what happened to the films. Yes. So it's like the allegory of the allegory, you know?
0: So, And, and I, I think the thing for us is, too, it's like sometimes if we watch something, like, oh, there's an allegory here, we still aren't necessarily getting the point, and, yeah. and maybe it didn't work, you know? Right. And we, don't,
2: and we wouldn't know why it didn't work. Well, that's it. The first film definitely worked. Like, we oh, didn't yeah. understand what it was telling us. We knew it was telling us. Everyone mm. on Earth felt what it was telling them, right? This one, I feel like it was telling me stuff. Yeah. Like, I... I felt like I was in a conversation with the director, Mm. which is, you know, something I always look for in a film. (laughs) Um, Maybe there are people who would say it's too on the nose. I know in the past I've liked films like The Last Jedi, like Terminator Dark Fate, um, like Knives Out, where one could argue "Uh, this is a bit too on the nose. I kind of like that. Especially when, as this film says... We're fed so much shit with nothing to say. You need to scream, "Wake up, wake up!" <laughs> of people over and over, right? Well, again, yeah. this for both of us, this was kind of a blind side.
0: Like, hey, I'm excited about the film experience because uh, I think, yeah, we, we definitely were like the only things on the horizon right now, is Spider Man, and oh no, there's something else definitely there. And yeah. and I was more excited about seeing this than Spider Man. So <laughs>
2: yeah, it, well, it wasn't until we saw the trailer for this film that this whole idea of a Matrix month that came together. <laughs> but once I saw that first trailer, I was like, oh, it has to. Yeah, good trailer, folks. Yeah, really good trailer. And it turns out, great film. Yeah, um, for what? me... One uh, review I really didn't agree with, I just saw the headline, but it was like, oh, the Matrix has been swallowed up by the Hollywood machine. I feel like this is pretty fucking far from that.
0: Yeah, I feel like this is less... This m- is the one the film on Earth that's that not more. doing that. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of my ranking. I still kind of want to put Reloaded ahead of it. For, and I'm not quite sure why. I guess because it does have this, this iconic, you know... Action. Yeah, which apparently is not what I'm supposed to be watching the films for, but
2: I still like them. Yeah, I could... Um, even though I'm rating this film very highly, there's every chance that over the, you know, the next 60 years I have on this earth, probably watch the others more. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm being... Well, I feel like I'd probably go to all four, but I'm... Um, yeah. No, but that, sometimes I just, like... I put on Reloaded, I just go to the bit where he meets Smith... I watch that next hour of fight scenes and turn it off again. <laughs> There's no section of this I'm going to do that with.
0: Oh, this film tells you it's the wrong way to do it for sure.
2: Oh, I know it's too, like I know I'm missing the point, <laughs> but the kung fu is really fucking good. <laughs> yeah.
0: So that that would be the biggest thing to say about this movie: the
2: kung fu is not really fucking good. Yeah, but again, kind of possibly deliberate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, I'm aware I'm an idiot. <laughs> Uh, If you want proof of that, go and listen to the Transformers Revenge of the Fallen episode of this podcast.
0: Every time he says it,
2: there's several more listens. You could be the next. (laughs) (laughs) If you thought we've sounded really woke and intelligent on this episode, you won't anymore.
0: (laughs) And where can people... uh, I'm kind of preempting, but uh, where can people find that unless you want
2: to do something um, else? You can find this podcast on Twitter at MLSFSPod. And then we're also on Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Just search Matt and Luke Sci-Fi Sanctuary. Check out, you know, any episode that takes your fancy. Make sure you like and subscribe, rate and review. Tell your friends about it. And uh, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, you want to help keep it online, you want to throw us a couple bucks to pay for uploading fees and Zoom fees and stuff like that, you can go to patreon.com slash podcastio And from that link, you'll find other podcasts that me and Matt create, like uh, Matt's Twilight Zone podcast, Time Enough podcast. You'll find my Pokemon podcast, Luke Loves Pokemon. You'll find my Monster Hunter podcast, Monster Mash. And you'll find Matt's Weird Educational Experimental Films podcast, Oral Hygiene. I don't even know what to call that one anymore. (laughs) (laughs) The Stuff That Doesn't Fit Into The Other Two podcast.
0: (laughs) Okay. Twilight Zone is pretty specific, but hopefully it's a good thing. (laughs) So, I'm leaving it to you on this one. I, I have nothing.
2: Oh, I've, I've got something I want to do, but I can't because we're outside people's houses and it's 11.30 at night. We'll just explain what you want to do. I'm just going to scream, wake up really loud at the microphone. That's <laughs> a really bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> what if you whisper it really
0: loudly directly into the microphone?
2: Wake up. That was a quiet whisper. That's what whispers are, Matt. <laughs>